This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 21st, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The FDA has a recent role as chief arbiter of which tobacco products will be allowed on the market. And that new power includes the ability to determine what new products fall under their control, including so-called e-cigarettes and high-end cigars. Jacob Greer is a writer and blogger on tobacco and other so-called vices. We spoke today about the implications of expanded FDA control over tobacco. In 2009, Congress passed the Family Smoking and Prevention Tobacco Control Act, commonly called the Tobacco Control Act. And that gave the FDA regulatory authority over tobacco products for the first time. And initially, the FDA has only covered cigarettes. Uh, But the act also gives the agency the authority to deem other tobacco products to fall under its purview. So other tobacco products or other nicotine products? That's an interesting question that we'll soon find out. Uh, So the obvious candidates there would be cigars, pipes, uh, hookahs, other types of inhalable tobacco. Uh, But there is some question about whether electronic cigarettes, which contain nicotine, uh, which is derived from tobacco, but you're not actually inhaling tobacco products aside from that with an electronic cigarette, they may also fall under the FDA's purview. Uh, They've indicated that that may happen, but right now they're not saying for sure. Who would stand to lose the most if e-cigarettes were given no scrutiny by the FDA whatsoever. Uh, The two parties who face the most competition from e-cigarettes would be existing tobacco companies, because they may see smokers move over to e-cigarettes instead of cigarettes. Uh, Though there is some indication now that the big tobacco companies are seeing this happen, and so they have indicated they are coming into the market. And so you may see companies like Philip Morris or Lorillard introducing e-cigarettes soon. Uh, The other people who stand to lose would be pharmaceutical companies, people who make nicotine gums or lozenges or other cessation devices uh, may lose out to e-cigarettes if smokers find that these are uh, more useful for them to help them give up cigarettes. There's never been a real determination from the FDA about whether e-cigarettes are substantially safer. I mean, logically, we might think that they are since you're not breathing in smoke. Right. There are very good reasons uh, to think that e-cigarettes probably are much, much safer by any standard than a conventional cigarette uh, because the carcinogens from a real cigarette come from igniting paper. And instead, uh, e-cigarettes use usually some sort of glycerol solution with nicotine and perhaps some flavorings, and that's turned to vapor. And so you get the same effect of rapidly taking nicotine into your lungs. You get a sensation similar to smoking, uh, but you're not getting the anywhere near the carcinogens that you would in a conventional cigarette. Now, with uh, how the FDA is handling uh, new products that come onto the market, there are two ways that they can deal with those, and it's a little uh, dicey in explaining it, but try to, try to explain that. It gets a little complicated, but basically if you're trying to introduce a new tobacco product right now, or specifically a new cigarette, uh, you have two paths. One would be to say we have an entirely new product that's completely different from anything on the market. And if you do this, you have to provide a lot of documentation and a lot of study about it, uh, which is burdensomely expensive. Uh, but if you did this, Uh, The law says the FDA must act promptly and has 180 days to issue a decision on your product. The other way to bring a new product is what they call substantial equivalence. And this would be where if you're introducing, say, a cigarette that in most respects is just like other cigarettes on the market, say a new brand, Uh, but the length, the tobacco, the paper, the amount of tobacco in it, all the kind of things that we've seen for decades. And you say, this is basically equivalent, raises no new health questions, it should be allowed in the market. You can issue that application. But the law only says that the FDA, uh, you should, it says that companies should give about 90 days to expect a result on this. But the, there's no firm deadline. And so the FDA's position is that it can evaluate these applications indefinitely. 
And so right now we've had a, a little over 3,500 new product applications. And they have over 100 employees looking over these. And they haven't issued a single decision yet. If I understand this correctly, a product that is every bit as unhealthy as the cigarettes we've known and loved for uh, decades is going to be put on the market. There is no firm deadline, but they should expect a result in 90 days. They can't, obviously. But a product that is totally new and may be dramatically safer uh, than standard tobacco products, 180 days, and but for some reason the government has issued no rulings on those whatsoever. Well, I don't know how many applications have actually been for the new products. Most of the applications have all been going into the substantial equivalence route. Uh, it gets a little bit complicated in how the FDA evaluates a new product. So let's say hypothetically uh, someone came up with a cigarette that had 50% fewer carcinogens, and this was clear and it was obvious that this was accurate. Now, you might initially say, this is a great thing. We should obviously get these on the market so that smokers would face less exposure. Uh, but the law directs the FDA to actually look at three areas, not just on the individual smoker, but it also must evaluate the impact on the population as a whole. So the FDA may look at this and they, they say, it's safe, less risk for the individual smoker. But that might also mean that people give up smoking less often because they face less risk, or that more people take up smoking because it's less dangerous now. So they're weighing this population level effect, which may not be a good standard, but it is the standard that the law directs them to use. And so even a product that's demonstrably safer for an individual, uh, they may decide that it, the population effect would mean that we should not put it on the market. Now, the FDA has been explicit in, in uh, weighing things that way? Yes. So it's, it's clearly what the law says. And they, they say that those are the three areas they look at, the risk of the individual user, uh, the impact on cessation and the impact on initiation. So safety of people presently smoking, their health, is not of primary concern. That's right. So it's entirely possible that products that would be safer for the individual user will be prevented from coming to market because they don't want more people to take up tobacco. Would cigars fall under the purview of new products or substantially similar products? That is, if somebody said, hey, I want to start a new cigar company and they're slightly different? Currently, you can create a new cigar with no problem. Uh, but the indication from the FDA is that they may issue a deeming regulation soon saying that cigars would fall under th their authority. And, and in that case, the cigar industry would face all the same burdens and the limits on bringing new products to market that cigarettes now face. And cigars being a much more dynamic market with hundreds of new blends that are hand-rolled each year, uh, it's not clear that they could handle that kind of burden. It's also sort of a, a, an artisanal product. It's not at all like the sort of standard uh, of machine-made cigarettes. Right. I mean, there certainly are you know, mass-produced cigars as well, but the, the high end of the market uh, is not processed very much. It's simply aged leaves that have been rolled and bundled. And the idea that they, they're engineered and need to be chemically analyzed in the same way as, say, cigarettes might be uh, would be extremely expensive for the industry and possibly put a complete stop to production of new cigars. Jacob Greer is a writer and blogger on tobacco and other vices. You can read more about regulation of vice at our website, cato.org.